Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio, but it's not on the radio. Hogan Johns. We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. Obsession. Being obsessed. To the end zone. Wide open. Mizell with the touchdown. Second and ten. Turn around. Touchdown. Tariq Cohen. WGN Radio's very own Adam Hogan. The good news is I'm innocent. I've never stolen anything in my life. And the Chicago Sun-Times, Adam Johns. I can see. It was the Dukes. I have names. I can walk. Bring you Chicago's best Bears coverage. And he's picked off. And it's going the distance. Eddie Jackson for the fifth time in his young career has a touchdown. To the end zone. Obsession. My oh my! Being obsessed. And now, here they are. Perfection. The Adams. Yeah, baby. Hogan Johns. Get those brokers back in here. Turn your machines back on. All right, we are back. Finally, I know people are antsy for a podcast, even though we told you after if you it's kind of They're funny still getting anxious we, we kind of realize who isn't listening all the way to the end of the podcast um because a lot of our loyal listeners have been all over us on twitter for not having one and uh it's been a week now which i'll give you has it really been a week it has been we did our lions preview episode a week ago on Tuesday. Um, so I get it. It's been a while. But we also did explain at the end of the last podcast that this was going to be the case. Anyway, we're back and should be back on our regular schedule for the most part until uh, the end of the regular season. Five more games to go, Adam Johns. That many... Be- be- I can't talk. See, look at this. We take a mini bye. I was going to say the mini bye week. This is the rust that the Bears have to be worried <laughs> about this week, Johnson. The mini bye week, Adam, felt great. Saturday and Sunday, I literally had no work to do for the first time since July. I wish I could say the same. July. You you called. You were on the sidelines of another Northwestern win yep. over Illinois. Big game Saturday. Yeah. Which yeah, I'm yeah, sure we'll yes, preview on yes, Thursday's yes, episode. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I, but I got, I got a little on Felt good. Sunday I got to... Unwind if you a yesterday, I didn't because you doubted me that I wasn't going to go back and watch the tape from the Vikings game. I did. <laughs> Wait, did I, you really? Oh yeah, I'm still not done with it. Actually, I got more to do today. But that's what how are I you spent most doing? Of my Monday. They win that game, Adam. It doesn't matter. You still got. We're break on it down. to New York. You're on to New York. I'm still two weeks ago <laughs> on the Vikings, <laughs> yeah, uh, and we are still on the Lions game because we haven't talked about it yet. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S, WGNRadio.com, ChicagoSunTimes.com. It's all there for you. Please rate and review the podcast. Uh, we appreciate you doing that. All right. So, you spent Thanksgiving in Detroit. I spent Thanksgiving in the Northwoods of Wisconsin with a kind of a choppy TV signal that was... No, I feel so bad for you. Making my head explode. I feel so bad for you. I feel so bad for you. Yeah, we were in the JD Mobile. Jeff Dickerson drove... Oh, you all went together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pat that's Finley, a, a, Kevin Fishbane, and myself in the JD Mobile. Ooh. Went up there Wednesday. Like a, took a seven hours. 
Ooh. on Wednesday. Why? Traffic. Oh, just because accidents. It's, the, it's the worst travel day in the in, in the world. That stretch people can't through Michigan drive. is terrible. Oh, yeah. You get the Battle Creek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you don't want that. So not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, the day when we came home right after the game, it took us four and a half hours. Big difference. Uh, yeah. Well, by then the roads were was probably your was empty. your TV no longer choppy then? Uh, actually, it was not. The worked just fine for the late <laughs> late games <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Uh well, what'd you think? I mean, I, I, I let me put it this way. I thought the win over the Vikings was sort of a prove it win. Um establish yourself as one of the major players in the NFL this year. Thursday's win over the Lions was a gut check. No, I was gonna call the, I was gonna call the same exact thing. That's what it was. Synergy. We have synergy. It's like we've been doing this for four years. It was a gut check win that good teams find yes, a way to, yes, to yes. and that's you know I I, I will admit it, the first half I was like eh. I think I even said to my wife I was like I should have just picked the Lions yeah I felt it all week I wanted but I but the feeling I had was that a good team figures out a way to come up with the play to win the football game that's why I ended up picking the Bears in a close one and Eddie Jackson he did it again yeah as, as the game kept going I kept telling myself you know the defense is they've been all right but they're they're a, a couple big plays away from really changing the complexion of this game. And for a second there, I didn't think it was going to happen. And then Eddie Jackson makes that 41-yard pick six. Um, another exceptional celebration after that. Uh, the Lions moved the ball. That was despite missing their top running back, maybe their number two receiver. So it, it wasn't a pretty game. But you know what? You're down to Chase Daniel, who I thought was better than effective. I thought he someone a- after the game, I'm going to call him Pat Finley. <laughs> <laughs> so said, said he was competent. I'm like, he was better than competent. Considering the circumstances, no real practices, only a couple walkthroughs, only jog jog throughs is what Matt Nagy called them. Jog throughs. Yeah, to, to get a chemistry with his receivers. I thought, given the circumstances, he was exceptional in that outing. I thought it was the perfect quarterback outcome for not having your starter in there because. Chase did exactly what you want a backup quarterback to do. Okay, he played well enough to win. He did not turn the ball over. I didn't see one risky throw. Yeah, he, I can't remember one. He he managed the game and then did a little bit more, I'd say, because there were a couple big throws and a couple big decisions he made. Um, and there were a couple misses in there, which, you know, is going to happen. But in the end, did enough to win the game and... Still made you feel pretty good about your starter at the same time. That's yeah. why I feel yeah. like it was like the perfect quarterback situation for Trubisky not being in there because the backup did everything you wanted him to do. You won the football game, and I think a lot of people, some people who have been doubting Trubisky, probably gained a little bit of appreci- appreciation for Mitch Trubisky watching that game uh, as well. And so, look, that's another area where you got to give Ryan Pace credit and Matt Nagy too a little bit because obviously there's the Chase Daniel Matt Nagy connection, but there's also the Chase Daniel going back. The New Orleans connection. Ryan Pace connection, it, yeah. It was the perfect backup for this situation. And in a moment where you needed that backup to actually go out there and win you a football game, he did everything he needed to do. To I do know that. there were some trap game characteristics to this one Thanksgiving Day, divisional rival. See, I didn't even Weird think it was a turnaround. Trap game. I thought it was all out there in front of you. Yeah, that this could be see, a loss. See, yeah, yeah, I get it because just certain. Maybe this the Giants out, game is a trap game. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Um, well, especially if Chase Daniel is playing. But if Trubisky's playing against the Lions, I think they blow him out again. I think there's that many plays left oh, out on okay. the field. Not that. Not again. 
I do think Chase Daniel played a very good game, but I think certain plays, certain scrambles, certain down-the-field throws, I think Trubisky's aggressiveness would have paid off uh, on the road again. I think they would have blown him out again. Um, but all in all, look, he didn't play. Chase Daniel was great filling in. He didn't scare anybody you know, into thinking he's the better starter. It was a good game, a really good game on the road. See, I, I'm... They may have scored more points, but I'm not convinced that the Lions wouldn't have scored more points too. Because, and you kind of pointed this out on Twitter a couple times during the game, the defense wasn't quite as sharp. No, and I predicted that going into the game. Short week, just the somewhat of emotional, uh, what's the word? Like drainage, or just being ti- a little bit tired. It, only natural on that three games and 12 days stretch and that kind of played out I thought throughout that game that the defense just wasn't quite as sharp as they certainly were against the Vikings and the I think the score though sort of forced them to buckle down when they needed to and make the play yeah, yeah. so I guess what I'm getting at is I, I I wonder if the offense had scored more if the defense would also let up more No, I get what you're saying well they definitely could have been better definitely could have been better I think they missed Aaron Lynch Actually, believe it or not, just in terms of those two touchdown runs Laguerre Blount had, um, Khalil Mack was not on the field. Usually it's where Aaron Lynch comes in uh, for some heavier set packages. And look, sorry, Isaiah Irving, that's not going to work on that first touchdown run by the by Blount. So learning experience, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they looked tired. Yeah, they looked a, a bit, I don't know, they, they looked off. But they still got off the field more often than not. Yeah, they gave up two rushing touchdowns. Uh, not a good look, especially against the Lions, who have struggled to do all sorts of different things offensively. But look, they still did enough to get the win. They made the big plays when they needed to. Already Jackson, we should say, made the big play when the Bears' defense really needed it. Yeah, and it was a it was an impressive win. I mean, I put I still think the Vikings' win was bigger and the better win, but. There was a level of that victory when that game was over on Thanksgiving, where I sat there and I was like, "Man, that was a that was a gut check win." As yeah, called it. yeah, I mean, yeah, it really yeah. was. And and I give him a lot of credit for not just winning that game, but going three and zero against the division in such a short time period. We've seen uglier wins, Adam. That was by no yeah. means the ugliest win that they it had. Wasn't but, pretty though. But, but they weren't crisp. They yeah. weren't sharp. You had your backup quarterback play, and he still can't run the ball. He had an overthrown pass to Tariq Cohen. So things just still were, were a bit out of sorts. The defense missed tackles again. You saw that. So maybe that is them being a bit lethargic, a bit tired, coming off, what, 85 hours rest against the yeah. Vikings. And you have the emotional drain as well. So, look, they did exactly what they needed to do to win a game against a, a pretty bad opponent, opponent on the road. But it, it still had its difficulties, I would say. Now, the benefit of all that is they got basically a half of a bye week after the win, they get to go home. Um, I know a lot of players got out of town. Akeem Hicks, who you'll hear from here in a few minutes, went down to Miami. You know, they got some Good time. Call. They got some time to unwind. I never saw him Saturday, but I was told that Matt Nagy and his family were going to be at the Northwestern game. Yeah, I saw a picture of it. Okay, yeah, so they were, they were there. there. Um, so you know, like Ryan Pace went to California to scout USC Notre Dame. I saw pictures of that on Twitter too. So he, you know. I guess there's there's no rest in the scouting world. Yes, but uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, even the coaches were able to unwind a little bit too. Now the question is, how sharp will they be when they come back? 
let's not forget this team lost after a bye week earlier this season. So maybe that's a learning experience uh, that they that they um, you know can use this week. I'm sure Matt Nagy will. This is, I would say, sort of a similar game as that Dolphins game. It's going to be 95 in New York. No, it's not. Oh, uh, you're still blaming bad. that as the only reason why they lost <laughs> the Heat. One of, one of them. <laughs> it was a factor, um, but I just mean from the standpoint of the giant. Look, the Dolphins. If you look at them statistically, they're actually not good at all. So I mean, the more there's more season that goes by, that really does not look like a. You know, I'm not sure the Dolphins are any better than the Giants, and the Giants are actually seem to be getting a little bit better offensively, and they still have two weapons that you always have to worry about. And well, top every, tier weapons, every single yep. play you got to account for Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham. Well, I think that's exactly what maybe this defense needs. A rise to the occasion, in, yeah. in a sense. You have Odell Beckham Jr. who loves to dance. And you're the defense. The Bears defense loves to dance. They do. Gonna dance Some more. are better than others. And, and there's, look, coming after the, the two touchdowns that Blount scored, there's, I, I guarantee you Vic Fangio uses that as a motivational technique for, for this week against Barkway. They're not going to want the rookie running wild against them. No, but he who he's a good. Player. He's explosive. He's, he's a, a lot better than what they've seen. Who's the best running back they've seen this year? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, they don't see the top guys. They have not seen the top guys. David Johnson. No, oh, Cardinals stink. I know, but I'm just trying. I'm trying yeah, to go through the okay, schedule in my okay. head. Yeah, that's fine. That's one. I yeah. mean, the Seahawks running game was atrocious when they played them. Delvin uh, Cook is still trying to find his stride. Honestly, I mean Frank Gore was like the best, the best well, running. Well, there's your Miami had, comparison. Had the again. most success okay, against them. Well, this we'll year. continue. You got the floor now, my friend. Let's you got the Miami comparison <laughs> going. I mean, I, I'll if it's 95 and sunny, I'll I would take it. Yeah. I would take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, it's it's got its problems for sure. That, that defense, um, the the Giants isn't very good though. I know they're okay in opponent passer rating, but they only have like 14 sacks in quarterbacks this year. Okay. Well, then that brings up, I think, the big question of the week. And obviously, we'll have more questions we'll dive into in our full preview on Thursday. But this Mitch Trubisky situation uh, is interesting. I, you know, I kind of hinted at this last week, and I wasn't trying to be negative, but I, I think you'll agree. I, I was expressing a little bit more concern than most. And it wasn't actually based on any inside information I had. or any, It was just the idea of, this is a shoulder injury for a quarterback. And it's just throwing shoulder. And I just, I, I'm around the game of baseball enough, and that's the comparison I brought up, that it's usually not a good thing. Honest to God, with pitchers, I'd rather hear elbow than shoulder. Because even these days, Tommy John is a quick fix, and these shoulder things tend to linger and linger, and even though the recovery time after surgery isn't quite as long, they tend to linger and be more of a problem. Now, this isn't baseball. It's football. And if it is a minor injury, he can probably come back this year and still be effective. I just... I wasn't optimistic he was going to turn around and play Thursday against the Lions. And here we are a week later from our last podcast, which we established early. It's been a week. We get it, but I feel almost the same exact way yeah. as I did a week ago about this game against the Giants and Trubisky coming back this week. Well, I, we have to start with how does Mitch Trubisky actually really feel, and we'll get more of an idea on that on, on Wednesday, probably even a better idea on that by Thursday and Friday. The team is going to be as cautious as can be, more so than even with Khalil Mack and his ankle injury earlier. They're going to be... 
Gosh, I, I would honestly not be surprised if they sat him out this game. It sets up for, perfectly for another, I don't want to call it benching, but another resting. Yeah. You're not playing a good opponent. You're, you're playing a quarterback who is prone to turnovers, uh, a quarterback who's been sacked a league high 38 times. This is Eli Manning we're talking about. So your defense should be able to get a handle on Eli Manning. Now, can you stop Saquon Barkley? Can you stop Odell Beckham Jr.? Look, of course, those have they're prob- problems for all teams. But in terms of where the Bears are on the schedule, you got tougher games coming up. You have the lead in the division. The Packers are out of it. They're done. Almost done. I don't want to write them completely off, but they're out of the conversation for the time being. You can take the gamble and rest your starting quarterback again just to ensure that he is healthy for your stretch run. I agree with all that. Now let me give you one counterpoint. Because I think when we saw Khalil Mack and Allen Robinson come, uh, let's see, was that the Vikings week where they um, – wait, which two games did they sit out? They, they sat, sat out against the Jets and the Bills. Jets and the so Bills. So two bad opponents that they believe they could beat without. So they were back for the Lions. That week they played the Lions, they were full participants in practice on Wednesday, which pretty much told us they probably could have played yes. against the Bills. If it's a similar situation where, you know, they get into this weekend and they're like, you know what, he's healthy enough to play. Here's why I would maybe still play him instead of resting a week. It honestly, it doesn't have anything to do with needing him to beat the Giants. I agree with you. I think they can beat him without. But let's not forget this is still a young quarterback who's developing. And next week you got Aaron Donald. And the Rams, and yes, that defense. Well, I'm not that defense saying, has holes, yeah, yeah. but they also have Aaron Donald. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying rest him for the sake of resting him. I'm saying you rest him if he's not feeling right. Right, but I kind of think that's what ended up happening with Allen Robinson and Khalil Mack. Oh, they gave them extra time. Yes, yes. What I'm saying is, if it's that same exact situation on Sunday with Mitch, I would play Mitch because I still think you got to get the developmental reps in there. Every rep counts, and. I'm not sure I just want to throw him out there a week from now on primetime again against Aaron Donald because we've seen his mechanics break down when there's pressure in his face, and I think he is going to face some pressure against the Rams. We're looking ahead here. I get it. Now, if he's not feeling right, and and if it's at all 50-50 and it's kind of a tough call, then I'm with you. I, I would probably sit him because... Yeah, I've been I've been saying I would be careful with that shoulder. Right, let me it worries me. Let me give you a hypothetical. Still a little sore tomorrow. That's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Feeling pretty good on Thursday. Sure. Feels good to go on Friday. So let's call Friday's full, only day of full participation in practice, which is essentially a glorified walkthrough day. What do you do? That's still forty-eight hours before the game. So he's trending. So if he's, he's progressing, yeah, he's ascending. To use all the coaching. I mean, at words. that point, the only negative to playing him would be that he didn't get full practice reps on Tuesday and Wednesday in terms of the game plan. But he's been in all the meetings. He, I'm sure, he'll be out there on the practice field. The offense isn't changing. Going through it, I, yeah, I'd play him then in that situation. Okay, okay, yeah. could play out that way. I'm just saying, if he doesn't feel right, there's nothing wrong in having a patient approach, which the Bears have taken. Yeah. See, I think there was also that patient approach applied to Cleo Mack and Allen Robinson. Yes, it helped they were playing the Bills with Nathan Peterman. It undoubtedly helped they were playing them. But it just set up for them to play into their philosophy, where let's 
we, we have a star player here, a guy who is worth a lot to our franchise. Let's be patient with this. Let's also be clear here. We just got out of the Bears locker room. First time there's been any contact with players since Thanksgiving. Matt Nagy spoke on Friday, but he did not speak today. So we won't hear from him until tomorrow on Wednesdays. We record this on Tuesday. The point I'm getting at is we, quite frankly, don't know a whole lot about how Mitch Trubisky is feeling or getting any kind of indication of whether or not he'll play. I mean, this is essentially guesswork at this point. I think by Thursday's episode, when we preview this Giants game, we'll have a much better idea of where he stands and we'll probably, you know, much like we did last week, I think we were both, by the time we got to our preview podcast, we were feeling like Mitch wasn't going to play. And and maybe that'll be the case again. But right now, it's just sort of, it's a lot of it's hypotheticals and, and playing out just sort of guessing how you might feel later in the week. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. In terms of what we have right now, information-wise, it's reading between the lines, reading the tea leaves. Yep. When Matt Nagy says it's a similar deal as we've been through before, referencing we, being, meaning the media, he's referencing Khalil Mack yeah. and Al Robinson. He's already ruled out surgery. Which is good. Yes, yes. So it's everything plays out for them to play into their patient approach again. Yeah. Right. You don't have to rush him back against the Giants. That's all I'm saying. You well, know, we're, we're like a Brett Favre would amazingly go from like out to doubtful to playing. I don't think you need to do this in this in this case. <laughs> that really happened. So right. I forget that. I think then Corey Hooten really put him out. Right. Well, or good. <laughs> they had the uh, you know the magical the magical shots that could yeah that could do yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I still have those. I believe. like. Well, Jay Cutler would push himself back when he shouldn't. Put yeah. that art machine on his groin and just shock himself into participation. <laughs> the, the art that happened. That literally yeah, no, happened. It did. I, it know, did. I, I'm putting it into layman's terms, but that's exactly what happened. He shocked himself. He put the art machine, attached it to his groin, and he shocked himself Clear. into playing the next game. Yes, that's what happened. <laughs> I don't think you need to do that in this case. There's no reason to rush Mitch Trubisky along. And it, it applies to the trainers, the medical staff, everybody. And I think that what we've seen from this Bears training staff and coaching staff this year, that's exactly how they're going to handle it. Yeah, let's not be yeah. stupid. Maybe that's what they have written on their board on there. Now, maybe next week would be different. Yes. Because um, we, I, the, the timing of the big injuries, the quote-unquote yeah. big injuries, have been pretty favorable yeah. for the Bears. I mean, look, I get it. If, if this is like week one of the playoffs, then by all means, hook them up to an art machine and <laughs> shock them back into participation. But... This is the Giants, and with all due respect to the Giants, you're, you're three and eight. You just lost a divisional rival in the Eagles last week, even though you had a lead. You're done. Your season's over. And the Eagles haven't been that good either. No. Uh, well, speaking of the locker room that we're just in, it is a happy place, and it should be. Went through a really tough three game stretch. You went three and zero. Oh. You had a good tweet about this. What I did a year ago at this oh, time. Oh yeah, no, yeah, good point. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, so a year ago, to the day, was sitting to the over, day was sitting over there in that cubicle, and all of a sudden you hear this yelling in the hallway, just loud yelling, and I went over to the door and listened carefully, and it was clear that this was some kind of argument between players. Couldn't really tell who was involved. Had a good guess. <laughs> we later learned who. And uh, it was, of course, the Josh Bellamy, Trey McBride yes. situation that unfolded. Um, 
which was fun for a day. Yeah, it lasted last maybe like two days. Yeah. yeah, it gave us something to do. I mean, by that time, right. what the Eagles game had just happened, like uh, the oh, Bears, yeah. it was ugly. Just got pumbled. Everyone thirty-one knew. to three. Everybody was getting fired. Yes, it was. Yeah, uh, so it was the ugly. point being that here we are, exactly a year later, and boy, are things different. Yes, way different. I can't even. Not that everyone's going to be happy with every single... I mean, there's personalities in the locker room. There's going to be clashes here and Let there. me give you an example. So I'm writing about Jordan Howard for tomorrow's paper. Read okay. it ChicagoSunTimes.com. The guy is like 24th in rushing. He's got 536 rushing yards. Right There's a bunch of guys that you probably have never even heard of Yeah, ahead of him. But he's happy. You know why? He said because they're winning. He goes, my first two years, we didn't win a lot. We already surpassed last year's win total. This feels good. This guy, this guy runs out to every single celebration. That that pick six, mm-hmm. he ran out there without his helmet. <laughs> did the up downs with Jackson? Is that yeah. even legal? I don't know. Yeah, but he did it. Um, Just saying. Did you see my Instagram video from late last night as I was watching Bears Vikings tape? No, that you're making yeah. fun of me for. It's two weeks ago, Adam. Here, I'll show it to you right no, now. Oh no, you don't have to. No, I'll pull no. it up. I'll pull it up. I got it I because got it. because it's to your point about Jordan Howard and how invested he's still been. This is a block and um, a block against the Vikings against Eric Kendricks who was blitzing. He just took him right out of the picture. And okay. Trubisky ended up scrambling. Maybe I'll mention that. I was going to mention his lead block and the quarterback draw against the Lions a couple okay. weeks well, ago. Remember that? that? I want you to also You're not getting any credit. a footnote in there, that an apology that I'm sorry I made fun of Adam Hope <laughs> for watching tape <laughs> from a week and a half ago. I won't ago. note it now. No, no. And I like my first And now one. I'm using it in my story. I like my first idea. Lead okay. block or draw play but touchdown, Mr. Trubisky. <laughs> I just, you know, this is a it's pass pro. Guys just taking a, a very good linebacker on the Vikings completely out of the picture, allowing Trubisky to scramble uh, on a blitz. I, you know, the, To your point, he's been invested. And, and this locker room right now is in a very good place. They got to recharge over the weekend. They're back in the building today. And uh, we got a chance to talk to Akeem Hicks. I think you're going to hear that he's a very, very happy guy like the rest, uh, starting with uh, how he spent his bye weekend as we should call it. I feel recuperated, man. I feel ready to go. I feel ready to, uh, you know, take part in this next part of our season and uh, get after it. Salt baths in Miami? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took a little trip and uh, got some relaxation. I really can't complain. talking about the focus on the next game. Is it difficult to do that when you know that the Bears are in first place in the playoff possibilities that everybody's talking about? Um, you, you have that in your mind because you have those aspirations at the beginning of the season. You you want to be in that hunt at the end of the day. But you, when it comes to the season, you got to be able to you know hone in and focus on what the task at hand. And our task at hand this week is the, the Giants. When you reflect on the season right now, you look at those last three games as being like a... A benchmark what this team can do and is doing. Almost oh, definitely. Um, to go into um, the scenario we had in uh, three games in twelve days, you know, it, it took a lot from this team to to be able to, uh, you know, push through that time. And, and I think we did it. Well, our record shows that we did it successfully. And um, you know, we, we look forward to the next challenge. What does it say about the defense? It's not like one or two guys. Mm-hmm. There's ten different guys in the interceptions. A lot of different guys with sex. What does it say about the defense? Shoot, I'm waiting for my pick. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a collective thing, man. We're just playing really well together. And, um, you know, I think that we feel like we can depend on each other, you know, to come up with those plays when we need them, especially in tight games like we had this past week. And um, Eddie Jackson just has an eye for that ball, doesn't he? 
It's yeah. awesome to see. I was going to ask you about this. Is everybody that he reminds you of that you've played with or against some of them? I've never seen anything like him. He just, he, he can cover the entire field, it seems like, sometimes. And he just, he knows how to get the ball in his hands. And when he gets that ball in his hands, he can make his way to the end zone. So it's, uh, it's awesome. And I also told him that we're, you know, not going to do any more of those celebrations where we're doing down-ups. <laughs> but um, I, I was all for the Motown. We can do that. Yeah, that was cool. fun, fun bit for you guys. If you guys go back and look at the video, you can see how bad of a dancer Roquan Smith is. So <laughs> just take a look. Take a look. You'll be entertained. Was Mac in the corner, too? I'm sorry? Mac was in the corner, too. Mac was in the corner, too. You, so you saw it. I saw that. A lot of guys with no rhythm. You know? The front was good. Myth busting. But. You got that? You guys yeah, got yeah, that? Yeah. Have you gone under that hashtag, Bear Sing Anything, and seen the things that people put together that town celebration? No, I missed it. No, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to check it out today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hashtag. Bear Sing Anything. Bear Sing Anything. I like that. Yeah. Did you guys see Dion? Dion doing the handshake? That was awesome. You don't have a celebration waiting? Yeah. No, I have no celebration. I don't plan on getting the ball in my hands anytime soon. Um, I, I just like to hit people. I like to tackle and uh, hopefully get a couple more sacks. Akeem, be Pray on, for me. Be on the winning. Is this the most fun you've had playing football? Um, in a while. Shoot. I always have fun playing, but you know when you have a group of guys like we got, it's uh, it just makes everything better. The chemistry in the soccer room and on this defense is just uh, it's it's unlike anything that uh, I've had in a while. What's it mean to this team? that you're on has elevated such national spotlight mm -hmm. and is really being recognized for what they are. I actually was talking about that this morning. You know, um, it, it didn't come overnight. You know, it's something that we've been working on over the past couple of years and um, building this culture and building this team and, and um, it's so nice to see you know, the other side. You know, we, we had our dog days and we had the tough struggles and, and now we're on the other side and everything's just a little bit prettier. You know, my dad is from uh, my dad's from the South and he has this saying it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. You know, so uh, <laughs> it, it's a great film. <laughs> Oh, most definitely. It's it was one of the reasons why I decided to come here was to, to be a part of an to be a part of an organization that was building and attempting to get to this championship level. And um, you know, it's it's great to see the fruits of your labor. You guys talk, you guys talk about uh, the vibe in the locker room, how much you guys like each other. What comes first, the winning or the camaraderie? Well, for us, it was the camaraderie, uh, the, the camaraderie. You know, once we got to a point where you know we felt like we could trust each other and and, and we knew we would make plays for each other, I think that um, you know the winning just fell into place. Yeah, most definitely. Nagy talked about that earlier today. Um, you know. For a while, people were saying that we weren't a very good football team. And now on this side, you got people that, you know, hopping on the bandwagon and saying, oh, man, I've been a Bears fan since I was 12. <laughs> and um, it's, it's awesome. And those are out there, right? There are people that have been riding with us through the whole thing. But um, it, it, it's nice to be in this position. You just got to be grateful. So when everyone's telling you how great you are, how do you not get and affect your you got to remember what got you here. You got to remember the work and, and the time that you invested in order to get to this point. And I guess why stop now? Why stop now when you when you when you're on the top of the division? Why pull back? They're certainly struggling, but they still have some playmakers. Odell, Barkley, thoughts on early thoughts on them? Oh, they got a, they got a great team. Um, Saquon Barkley is everything that they um, they said he would be. Um, Odell is, is playing good football like he always has. You just got to be able to go in there and play your best game. Um, you, so, can you state the case for Matt Nagy being coach of the year right now? Oh, jeez. Um, what I'll say is this. You trying to get me fired? Um, what, I'll, what I'll say is this. Um, coach Nagy is a, a, a great coach and um, a young coach, but he doesn't 
hat as a young coach. He acts as somebody that has been coaching for 30 years, you know? And so it's um, it's something you appreciate and something you respect as a player, how he handles himself. So wait, are you guys the rabbit now? Aren't we? <laughs> no, I'm playing. All right, guys. Yeah, see you later. So how about that? Some uh, Coach of the Year conversation from Akeem Hicks. Of course, it's not like he brought it up. He was asked to make the case for Matt Nagy. But it's certainly being talked about. I saw Peter King tweeted out that he and Mike Florio did a Coach of the Year draft. Florio had the number one pick, took Matt Nagy. Hmm. Who else was in the consideration? Sean Payton? Um, I'm sure he was. Uh, I'm trying to think now. Who else was on there? I know Sean McVay was on there. Andy Reid. I think I want to say that that Peter King took Andy Reid second. Okay. To me, it's only it's it's a two horse race. It's Matt Nagy who has completely turned around this team. It went Nagy, Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Frank Wright, um, Lynn. The charge. Anthony Lynn. Anthony. Let's go to one two. He's not that great of a coach, though. <laughs> His team's eight and three. I know, but if you watch, if you actually watch the Chargers, there's some questionable decisions that are made. This team is yeah. eight and three. Pete Carroll's on here too. I tweeted about Pete Carroll on Sunday. Pete Carroll's doing a tremendous job. He is. With that he team. is. He is. He is. But in terms of turnaround and expectations, I mean, come on, Matt Nagy's got to be the surprise here. In a sense, right? I think, yes, yeah. he was expected to turn around the offense, but just the way things have completely played out for him. Season ends today. He's got a really good case to win. Oh, it's him or Sean Payton. Him or Sean Payton. Yeah, I think that's fair. Frank Wright's done a good job, but they're still like just yeah. barely above 500. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just got above 500. Talk about turnarounds in the NFL this year. The Colts offensive line not allowing a sack in five weeks. This has been one of the worst offensive lines for like five years now. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's Quentin Nelson. He's that freaking good. Yeah. yeah. Now well, they're not. Like, I, I do think yeah. a lot of it's personnel, but a lot of it could be actually play calling as well. Sure. And actually yeah. setting up a scheme that actually works for your quarterback that doesn't get him killed. Yeah. You know, like going from Mike Martz's seven step drops to, I don't know, quick quick reads for Jay Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we are going to New York. You got to reference the 9 sack game. New York. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw on Twitter the Devin Hester run back was off the, you know, oh, the, yeah. the, the field goal that he like sort of was like, ah, I'm not going to return this. And then he did. And he easily and, scored. And he did. So, Anything else we should cover? No, here? that's it, my friends. Good to be back. Good to see you. Happy Thanksgiving. We're on the Christmas now. You got the yes. decorations up? Yeah. No, no, no. Yes. Oh, yes, actually. I yes. got the in-house decorations yes. up. No, we're good. The uh, snowstorm put uh, the outdoor lights on hold. My my wife is a big Christmas person, mm-hmm. so she beats me to it. Are you she not has, a Christmas no, person? No, I'm a very big Christmas person, but in terms of decorating? Yes. Yeah, I'll just get out of the way, honey. Good. Good. So, um, it's going to be a fun final month of the season, too. Yeah. Five games to go. Already talk about the Bears clinching like weeks before the season's <laughs> over. Got to be careful. But the Vikings do play at New England and at Seattle. Seattle. Like two yes, weeks. very tough. So my guess is they'll go one and one. The question is, can the Bears go two and zero oh against the Giants and Rams and up that lead to a two and a half. That would give them a chance to clinch against the Packers, yeah. I believe. Ooh. Is what would happen there. You're setting it up for it. Just, just getting you ready. 
Just getting you ready. Uh, should be a fun month, and uh, we're back. All right, so here's your podcast. It's been good. Leave us alone now. Listen. <laughs> rate and review. Wait and review. Subscribe. Rate, yeah. <laughs> or give us a negative review because you didn't have a free podcast for a week. That too. Uh, just so, hit the damn button, everybody. <laughs> yeah, just do it. We appreciate it. All right, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H O G E, at Adam Johns, J A H N S. Read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears. Johns' story on Jordan Howard will be up at ChicagoSunTimes.com. We'll be back on Thursday with our full preview of the Bears Giants game. Probably more information on Mitch Trubisky and picks. Some big college games this week. Very big for you, my friend. That's right. Head down here. Feeling purple. You're feeling it? Feeling the purple. I was feeling the purple a little bit better when there's a chance playing Michigan. <laughs> we'll get to all that on Thursday. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your week. Have a good couple days. We'll be back on Thursday to get you ready for Bears and Giants.